Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 445, August 26, 2020. 97 degrees on this day in 2013, and five will get you 10. We were at the fair. It was a hot one, huh? And uh, 44, as chilly as 44 in 1964 and 1968. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Really quick, yeah. I know we were at the fair, you know why? Huh. The summer, you said 2015, correct? 2013. Oh, 2013. I thought you said 2015. Never mind, carry on. What was 2015? Well, 2015 was when I had the little guy who wasn't even a year doing the baby walk or baby oh, yeah. crawl. Is he the kid that went the wrong way? He didn't even move. He, yeah, he, he didn't get out of the gate. <laughs> he, did he just sat up and looked at me going, what What are we yeah. doing here, Dad? What, was, what is this? It was clear that that was a Reaver's child. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> That kid had no idea if he was on foot or horseback. Hey, Dad, what are we doing? Thought what are we doing here? Prano pops here. Uh-huh. Not follow instructions. Uh-huh. <laughs> Boy, there's much to uh, discuss dovetailing off uh, yesterday's realization that what's under attack is authority itself, law enforcement itself. Are you guys aware of the video of the uh, principally, uh, uh, most principally, white BLM jerks? harassing diners in Washington, D.C.? Sure am. Yeah, it's quite disturbing. The only pushback there is confrontation. And that's what they're looking for. That's exactly what they're looking well, for. If it's... Well, you got to stand up and hit somebody. I'm sorry, that's the only pushback. They're not to be reasoned with. This came up in our home last night as I showed my wife, who tries to really stay out of news because it bothers her so much. And I said, well, what would we do if we were, like, let's say we're sitting at 30 bales on yep. the patio, having, yep. having dinner, which we have done frequently. Right. What, what's going to happen if we're confronted? Well, I, I said to her, well, I'm sending you and the boys in, into, the, into the restaurant, and I'm not, I'm not just going to sit there and take it. I'm not no. going to. I, and the I'm not a tough Joe. guy. I'm not a tough guy. But I have to, if that's, am I, if I'm at 30 bales and that happens... You have to respond. Yes. And they're not offering, I don't even know how to put this. What they're saying is you're either with us or you're racist. Yep. And there's no other alternatives. Well, I'm with you on the sentiment. I'm not with your ridiculous, violent movement. And you're acting like this is North Korea. Right. This is obnoxious, unlawful, wrong behavior. We're seeing right. a group of the kids that were never told no, these entitled brats that have never worked hard a day in their life that think that they're doing good by, by this kind of behavior. And I'm so freaking sick and tired of it. And I, I, in, the, in the video I saw, uh, they were appearing to intimidate a woman. Yep. Uh, and she's... she's Presumably not expected to stand up and throw a punch, although she would, she'd be my heroine if she did. But, you know, they, they're targeting people to intimidate them. Yep. 
Well, you got to stand up and hit him in the face. Because that's the thing, Joe. They're not going to come after a six foot four guy that's sitting by himself. They're going to go try to intimidate the what was she probably late forty, early fifty year old woman yeah. that's having right. dinner by herself, and all she was asking was, "Are you Christian?" And which I thought was a great response to them. They don't. I, no, it isn't. No, it isn't because a they're not Christian, right. and b there is no reasoning with them. They're hard people to argue with because it's hard to win an argument against really stupid people. Yes. Well, yeah. Because they're they're blinded by their own sense of virtue and they don't have a sense of reason or logic. Uh, who was the black guy we talked about earlier this year in Dallas, where he went out dining with some friends? And uh, uh, remember, he spoke out about it, and he they pushed back down there. Uh, at an outdoor venue in uh, Dallas, and it was a black guy who was uh, he was trending on Twitter at the time. And I'm sorry, his name escapes me, but uh, I'm sorry, uh, GLers. Well, I'm not sorry. Uh, GLers must realize that pushing back in that instance requires literally physically pushing back, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, it does. And I'd prefer not to go violent. Well, well of too. course not. Yeah, <laughs> but you got to fight fire with fire in that case yeah. because you're you're in a confined space. Your your space has been invaded. I, I hate to use the language of the failed academy, but your 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 space has been been invaded, and now you must respond. And uh, but but Joe, think about that. Let's just say. And we'll keep using that woman in that video uh, as an example. Had she stood up and had she gotten confrontational, now she's public enemy number one in the mind of so many people in the in the national media. She would have been the target now. She would have gotten fired from her job. She would have been sought out by this organization, and she would have been the bad person. Yeah. Well, that ain't going to stop me. I mean, me either. Uh, me either. You're not canceling me, so. I, I God forbid it comes up. Well, one way to solve this is to, I haven't I haven't been dining out, and, and where I do, it's very unlikely that. Well, right. That, I use thirty meals as, as an example, but there's not right. a chance in hell that 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 place is going to be. Well, I wouldn't be so sure. No, they're fine. No, Hopkins. no, of course they are. Of course they are. But no, well, I mean, I'm sure this was a Tony part of Washington D.C. I don't know where in Washington D.C. this was. Maybe Georgetown or wherever. I, I have no idea where it was. Yeah. But but these are becoming more commonplace. Uh, and I know he's a complete nut, but Aubrey Huff, who you know the former Giants player, who's a very outspoken right wing uh, follower. Yeah. Had a he did have a great tweet about this. He said, "Hey, all you skinny bleep white kids with no muscle tone." Keep intimidating peaceful people and raising your fist in the air. You are ensuring a real Donald Trump landslide. Carry on, morons. Mm-hmm. Which I thought, yeah. he's they nuts, are. but that was a great tweet. <laughs> well, he's right. Yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned to me uh, prior to the show that you have uh, audio of the uh, high school student who was vilified by the media. Is it Nick Sandman? Nick Sandman, yes. Nick Sandman. You all recall the case. It was what? January of 2019, maybe, or January of 2018, when a bunch of kids from his high school in Cincinnati were in Washington. Yeah, they rode the bus, right? Yeah, and, you know, for for bleeps and giggles, they bought MAGA hats, and and, uh, and then he was thought to be confrontational to a fellow uh, who was a Native American fellow. All of it was misportrayed by the media. 
and uh, he's filed a giant lawsuit. I don't know if that's been reconciled. Oh, yeah. but He filed several lawsuits yeah. against CNN, the Washington Post, and I forget the other entity. Oh, it was ter- terrible behavior by journalism. Terrible behavior. But you have audio. He spoke last night at the Republican convention? He did, and he spoke for about five minutes, but I have the, the, the best two-minute snippet right here, if, you, if you'd like it. I would. I did, I'm not watching the convention. Of Abraham Lincoln. My classmates and I visited the Lincoln Memorial. I found myself face-to-face with Nathan Phillips and other professional protesters looking to turn me into the latest poster child showing why Trump is bad. While the media portrayed me as an aggressor with a relentless smirk on my face, in reality, the video confirms I was standing with my hands behind my back and an awkward smile on my face that hid two thoughts. One, don't do anything that might further agitate the man banging a drum in my face. And two, I was trying to follow a family friend's advice, never to do anything to embarrass your family your school, or your community. Before I knew what was happening, it was over. One of Mr. Phillips' fellow agitators yelled out, we got him. It's all right here on video, and we won, Grandpa. What I thought was a strange encounter quickly developed into a major news story complete with video footage. My life changed forever in that one moment. The full war machine of the mainstream media revved up into attack mode. They did so without researching the full video of the incident, without ever investigating Mr. Phillips' motives, or without ever asking me for my side of the story. And do you know why? Because the truth was not important. Advancing their anti-Christian, anti-conservative, anti-Donald Trump narrative was all that mattered. And if advancing their narrative ruined the reputation and future of a teenager from Covington, Kentucky, well, so be it. That would teach him not to wear a mega hat. I learned what was happening to me had a name. It was called being canceled. As in annulled. As in revoked. As in made void. Canceled is what's happening to people around this country who refuse to be silenced by the far left. Many are being fired, humiliated, or even threatened. And often, the media is a willing participant. But I would not be canceled. I fought back hard to expose the media for what they did to me, and I won a personal victory. Uh, Reavers, you're right. Had the woman in the restaurant in Washington, D.C. gotten confrontational, uh, she'd probably lose her job. Yep, 100%. Because people are not uh, pushing back. That was straight-up bullying. I mean, that was violent bullying. And we all admitted, Joe, you were right. We the, The whole show was on the complete opposite end of that, but you were 100% right because you nailed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys. Uh, right. You, you guys. We bought uh, it. We all you, bought it. Yeah. You bought into yeah. the idea that this was some white, privileged Catholic high school student who was, uh, uh, what? Uh, what did you? I said, no, no, wait a minute. Uh, we don't smug. know that. I think yeah. we use the words, s- s- yeah. Smug. Yeah. 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 Stuff like that. Well. No, good for uh, that but, but you know what we did though we unlike unlike the mainstream some of the mainstream media we learned a lesson yeah that you were you were able to uh correct your just a minute Hello? that was deep fell down fake again. that was deep fake right in front of our eyes yeah. that was media twisting the facts 
in order to perpetuate their narrative. Well, just like he said, just just like the kids said in that video, they were pushing know, an agenda. I know I hammer on this. It seems like almost every day now, but this dark horse part podcast with um, Brett Weinstein and his wife, uh, Dr. Heather. Hying, they covered this uh, extensively in their podcast yesterday, and uh, did so much more uh, elegantly and intelligent, more intelligent than I could possibly ever cover it. But they nailed it, and they, you know, basically they said we can't, we can't stand up for this, we can't be bullied into this. They're turning us into North Korea, is what they're doing. I wish you'd quit promoting their podcast until they start promoting mine. <laughs> Well, it's just no. I'm, I'm not. Just, I'm, I'm serious. The hell with I, I, them. We're I, in the. I, we're, we're competitors, um, and I, I appreciate them. You are, you are right. They're great thinkers. But until they start giving me a taste, quit promoting it. A little something okay. for the effort. How about a little something for the effort? <laughs> I, I think I'm being somewhat this, facetious, but we do we do the same thing. But we're not. It just there. The intellectual approach to me is, is the way to take this, and it, it, they're just brilliant. And well, I'm sorry I'm not an evolutionary biologist. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry I only understand a quarter of what they say. Hey, yeah. me, you know? me somewhat smart. <laughs> At least when you talk, Joe, I understand you, you know? That's yeah, thanks why I like, Thanks for dumbing that's why it down I like, for us. That's why I like you. You're, you're a man of the masses. You're one of us. Well, you know, yeah. you are the people. Boy, that's the clumsiest compliment you've ever made. Uh, I didn't mean it thanks, with boss. any file. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll stop promoting them. Here, I'm looking <laughs> something up. Uh, uh, Stephen Hunter is one of my authors, my go-to authors, and he's done the Bob Lee Swagger series of books. I've, I've highly recommended them in the past. Stephen Hunter was a film critic for the Baltimore Sun, and, uh, I, and he started churning out these books uh, beginning with Point of Impact in 1983, then Black Light, Time to Hunt, The 47th Samurai, the, I didn't like that one, The Night of Thunder, uh, Pale Horse Coming, Soft Target, Hot Springs, Havana, Day Before Midnight. <coughs> All featuring uh, a ex-Vietnam sniper named Bob Lee Swagger, but such a such a level above Pulp Fiction. Uh, they're intricately developed plots, and uh, there was one book. That's why I brought this up. I'm looking for the title. It could have been Day Before Midnight. You'll have to do your own research. In one of the books, Bob Lee Swagger. Uh, this is all linking to Nick Sandman. Uh, how the how the Papers rushed to judgment about him without knowing anything about him. In one of the books, part of the plot is Bob Lee Swagger uh, using a, a, a weapon that he essentially developed himself. And he, 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 what happens is the New York Times, without understanding anything about weapons, uh, got everything wrong about his, his, his weapon. And uh, it was just a lovely... Uh, payback that Stephen Hunter must have had a great time writing to see the Times having to cower when they realized that they had fallen into a trap of their own making by 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 misreporting exactly what what was involved in whatever crime had been committed and uh, uh, it just it just was fantastic uh, and they're easy to get on things like that in any event uh, uh, good for that kid. Uh, I think he... Uh... Well, case in point, Joe, yesterday, Kenny and I were chatting about this before the show. If you still, and I know most of the people that listen to GL don't probably either watch CNN or believe anything that comes on their, their program. Yesterday, Wolf Blitzer had a, uh, had a reporter on the scene in Kenosha. 
And the timeline underneath, you know, the little scroll underneath where it's always crawl, breaking news, graphics. the crawl, yeah. yeah. It says it says 8 p.m. curfew ordered after violent protests over police shooting of unarmed black man in Wisconsin. That appeared for 15 seconds. It was quickly removed, and the word violent was removed. So if you don't think CNN has an agenda, you're kidding yourself. Repeat that for me, please. 8 p.m. curfew ordered ordered after violent protests over police shooting of unarmed black man in Wisconsin. This was during Wolf Blitzer's show yesterday, and he had a reporter on the scene in Kenosha. After 15 seconds of that graphic appearing on his show, it was quickly pulled, and the word violent was removed. Well, my God, they're shooting each other. I, 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 for my money, that's violence. Uh, right, but, but what Reavers is saying is they're promoting their own narrative. Here. Well, of course they are. Yeah. Of course they are. And it, they're not even trying to hide it anymore. No, and we, we don't even need to dwell on them. They're, they're, they will be useful uh, in the coming days to show uh, hurricanes possibly ravaging uh, Texas and Louisiana. Wouldn't it be interesting, though, Joe, if they don't even cover it? Yeah, yeah, because they never they never miss those chances because then they can uh, add in climate change to their agenda. But that network is so dead set on removing Trump from the office that they will well, stop. Most at of them are. Most of them are. Yeah. You know, including our very own newspaper here. Yeah. Uh, may I ask you something? Yes. Uh, what What are the Detroit Lions attempting to accomplish by saying yeah. we're canceling practice yeah. uh, to uh, because of the uh, death of Jacob Blake in Milwaukee? Yeah. What 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 am I missing here? What What is the Did NFL buying into? Is he dead? Who? No, 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 no. Okay, no. I I but, don't know, Joe. But we 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 chatted about this. I don't know a couple of weeks ago about sports aligning themselves with the BLM movement and. Boy, you were right. Sports is going to commit suicide if they keep doing this. Well, again, we, we must remember the distinction between the sentiment, which is, of course, black lives matter, any life matters, and what actually is taking place behind the scenes to build that into a very powerful, powerful fundraising group for, for really Mysterian candidates. Yeah. And so as far as I'm concerned, uh, the, the sports franchises have been duped. But getting back to my question. Can I add one thing really, really quick about you that? You may. I may, sorry. Uh, Jason Whitlock, who I know Royce is a huge fan of his writing, and I, I only discovered him because of Pat, but I've really become a fan of his writing over these last couple of years. He wrote an unbelievable piece about what he called LeBron James as Officer James, because Jason, who is an African-American from Kansas City, I believe, yep. he is 150% against this BLM movement, mm -hmm. and he just filleted LeBron James and sports for aligning themselves. In fact, I'm going to send it to you guys and probably post it. It's an unbelievably good read. Sounds interesting. Oh, yeah. it's really, really good. Well, but getting back to the Lions, what, what is it that they're accomplishing by not having a practice? Not getting out of the 95-degree heat? Exactly. Joe. Exactly. <laughs> what they're accomplishing is they're, they're buying their own peaceful future, uh, so to speak. They're... they're you know, this is when the leader in North Korea dies, they're out there publicly crying and flogging themselves so they don't get singled out for protests. That's all they're doing. I don't that, see that's, a peaceful future. That's, you know, that's why everybody in South Minneapolis has a BLM sign up. It's because they don't want to be hit next. Mm-hmm. Well, but I don't envision a peaceful future. I envision if, if, cities if cities continue to smolder, who in God's name is going to go to a Vikings game? 
Let's say the pandemic's over, but the social justice movement isn't. Who's going to go to a Twins game? I, I was just going to say, I don't think the Vikings need to be as worried because most of their games are played during the day on a Sunday. The yeah. Twins are who should be very, very concerned. Well, well anybody, the Timberwolves. What, what makes you think that people are going to comfortably just casually stroll into Target Center Right. if, if this behavior continues? And the only way that sports will not continue down this road is when they get their big advertisers, you know, uh, and I'm not going to name any, but when the big advertisers start to say, uh, we're not with this, and they start dropping out, that's when sports will change their tune. There's a do letter they realize, to do they know that people outstate are flat out uh, afraid of coming to town here? I and think they so. equate they equate South Minneapolis with downtown Minneapolis, North Minneapolis. I mean, if you're in the Twin Cities, uh, you're part of the problem. And the, the outstaters, people from Wisconsin, North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, they don't want to come here, and they ain't. There was a letter to the editor in the Pioneer Press today from a woman who says, uh, who wrote that she has stopped going to the farmer's market in, uh, yep. off just off Mears Park in downtown St. Paul because it's too dangerous. Yeah. So that's the farmer's market right. on a Saturday. Right. Mears mm-hmm. Park. At Mears 8 Park. <laughs> Mears Park is uh, it's been destroyed effectively. It's it's uh, right fallen into disrepair and it's drug dealing and and what have you. And there was a time when uh, surrounding uh, Mears Park were all these you know we were having the cafe society. And people were dining on the sidewalks and all the bars have sprung up. And uh, the, the Saints inspired a kind of uh, renaissance downtown of small cafes, restaurants, and bars, all of which are dying. They're going away. Oh, and, and, and Mears Park is shot. Yeah, we're quickly turning into a third world country here. It's right. turning into Mogadishu. I, I mean, that's, it seems like hyperbole, but that's where we're headed. Uh, Reavers, Tim wants to know if the scan bucket is full yet. Is this in relation to the Corn Palace? Uh-huh. Boy, did I... I got oh, just hammered on email. On, on Tuesday's podcast, Reavers <laughs> offered up the following sports nugget. Did you guys know that they converted the Corn Palace in Mitchell into a basketball arena? Actually, the Corn Palace has had a basketball court inside since it was first built about 100 years ago. Right. The current Corn Palace was built in 1921 to replace a similar one that had become outmoded. The 1921 Corn Palace included a basketball court from the outset. It first hosted the State Boys Basketball Tournament that winter and has done so dozens of times since. Several years ago, USA Today selected the Corn Palace as one of the top ten venues for high school basketball. So technically, Reavers was correct, but his comment was about, oh, 100 years too late. (laughs) Timing is everything. Right. (laughs) All right. So here, I'm dropping them in. Yeah, put them in there. But here's here's my only defense. I don't know if you got one. The last time I was there... I was a kid. I was mm-hmm. probably my son's age. I was around eight or nine. And mm-hmm. I don't remember it being a basketball court. I, so I made the assumption and was completely wrong. But I will say this. Uh, the renovation that they did to the actual court is so cool, I actually might go back there just to watch a basketball Such, game. Right. have you ever seen the Corn Palace? Have you ever gotten off the freeway to look at it? I've passed it. I never bothered to go in it. It's neat. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 Chris. It's, oh, really? I like it. It's Tchotchke Central. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not neat, Chris. You kidding me? It's a bunch of corn, corn. glued to the side of a building. You got ding, corn ding. glued to some bricks. <laughs> well, we got the, yeah. me and the boys, we got the cool corn hat and the whole deal. It was neat. We had a, we had a good time. Say with the additional <laughs> cautions that keep getting advised by our leaders, 
Schmel's countryside Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat have done everything possible to kind of rejuve or uh, revolutionize the way uh, vehicles are being sold because you get your own personal sales appointment. Uh, these are these are three great marks: Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat. And on Volkswagen right now. Zero percent interest for seventy-two months with a hundred and twenty-day payment deferral. That's Say for what? all. That's for all twenty nineteen and twenty twenty Volkswagens, including the Atlas Cross Sport, and zero percent interest for up to sixty months on certified pre-owned vehicles. So this is Schmel's Countryside on Maplewood, right in the southeast quadrant of Highway thirty-six and sixty-one. You can't miss it. Multi-generational, family-owned. Here's what you do: go to the three websites, SchmelzVW.com. SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com, SchmelzFiat.com. Do your due diligence, then give the uh, people at Schmelz a call. Tell them what you're most interested in test driving, and it will be waiting for you. 651-243-4316. Schmelz Countryside. Uh, I've been purchasing cars there for years and will continue to. Uh, My threat uh, continues that I have to do something before the snow flies. But an interesting development has happened. I have awakened to the idea I really don't need much of a vehicle. Well, that's awfully euphorian. It is, but I have no driving needs if I'm going to continue to work at home. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to float this message to, uh, to my pals at uh, Schmel's Countryside uh, to be on the lookout uh, for something for me. Uh, I might even end up with a little Fiat 500 pop. Mm. I love the looks of those little things because that's all I need. That's all I need. And uh, I'm sure they'll take care of me. It'll be a fun experience. Schmelz, Countryside, Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat in Maplewood. This is Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group. What does dedication, perseverance, resilience, and accomplishment best describe today? We think that would be the graduating classes of 2020. What we are most proud of for these graduates is their ability to overcome challenges and their pursuit of future opportunities. True to their perseverance and resiliency, these students found new ways to celebrate this milestone this spring. It puts a smile on all of our faces as we drive through those communities and still see hundreds of yard signs supporting these young people. These graduating students deserve the spotlight, for they are Minnesota's future. Please join the Canopy Group in honoring your friends, relatives, and neighbors who represent the graduating classes of 2020. This next song is about Kenny Olson. If he's here, jump up and down. Flashlight, <laughs> check. Tool, check. Attitude, check. He's going in. Joe Suchere. It's so awesome you're playing Big Backyard because I was just going to quote some lyrics actually from The Clash. Uh, I'm going to actually uh, quote these lyrics, rewrite them, twist them a little bit for my own use. GLers, when they kick down your front door, how are you going to come? With your hands on your head or the trigger of a gun? Wow. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. You all know I'm all about protecting my home, my loved ones from the bad guys, and that's why we have DKMags.com. They sell safety and peace of mind, and they do it up on Old 8 and New Brighton, or wherever you're from, maybe down on Old 8 and New Brighton. And then, of course, Monticello Pond and Gun up in Cello. Self-defense, home defense, big, small game, sport shooting, you name it. 
You'll find everything you need for all of the above, and you'll find it at very competitive prices and knowledgeable service from a great crew. I love the guys that work the counter. They live and breathe firearms. There's nothing they don't know, and if they don't know, they ask the guy down the counter from him. Somebody knows. They all know. It's it's wonderful dealing with these guys. Uh, as GLers have come to learn in the past, uh, past few years, DKMags.com, simply the best little gun shop in town. Real humans answering the phone, answering your questions, and helping you all out. DKMags.com uh, and Monticello Pawn and Gun. Say it with me. I, I know you've heard me say it before. Say it with me. A couple of wonderful, wonderful shops, shops for, for GLers, GLers run, run by, by GLers. By GL. Hail you. Hey. Thank you, guys. <laughs> got a bittersweet, I got a bittersweet note from our friend Doris Mould, oh. who oh. for 25 years provided us a state f- uh, fair animal every day. And she, of course, is in the Garage Logic State Fair Hall of Fame. Yep. And once she was awarded her medal, she wore it every appearance at the state fair. Dear men of GL, I know the mayor has never hugged a tree. But he surprised us last year by hugging a cow, and she sent some pictures of that. Yeah, you did. I believe that we have brought a cow to the show on the first day of the fair every year that GL has been at the fair. I'm having serious fair withdrawal right now. Oh, I bet. Not only have I spent every day of the fair at the fair since 1986 doing 14 to 20-hour days, there is also all of the pre-fair work and post-fair work that goes into it. We work on the fair year-round, but the majority of time is closer to the fair. A good portion of July, all of August, and a lot of September is devoted to the fair. Normally at this hour of the morning, we would be welcoming the first of the 4-H'ers into the barns to get them settled in on Wednesday, and then the gates open wide on Thursdays to let fair visitors in. The biggest thing I'm already missing is the interaction with people. The people make the fair to me. It is like one big family reunion. I will certainly be missing my cousins at GL this year. Today's state fair animal, Joe trying to recollect animal knowledge from years past, the doing anything to get into showbiz comment, the wisecracks from the boys, the general fun, the mayhem, and the opportunity to maybe distill a little barn logic within shouting distance of some of the world's tallest buildings. Looking forward to hearing Marjorie on the podcast, and we'll remember fondly the days while we were privileged to follow in her wake. Looking forward to 365 days from now when the gates of the great Minnesota get-together open to the public and we can commence the family reunion and perhaps today's state fair animal yet again. Uh, missing you, Doris Mold, GL Animal Wrangler. All right, Doris, just for you. Here's today's state fair animal. Yep, yep. And I think every year that I've been out there and talked to Doris, I've always answered her uh, her one question the same every year. No, it's not a bet. No, yeah, right. <laughs> no, no. Oh, that was, that was the best question you ever asked. Uh, they make uh, girl ones of these? Yeah. What was that, a rooster or something? That guy had a rabbit or chicken or something. <laughs> they make girl ones uh, of you these. Know, you know what? It gets hot. You get flustered. and, and uh, You kind of lose your... Uh... Oh, that was always my favorite segment of the State Fair shows. Yeah. <laughs> and I learned early on, I, I, I thought I was going to be a real Weisenheimer, a real smartass, and... and teach you help you learn thing about learn things about animals that's 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 pointless don't, no, don't even try dumb no. dumb just let him let joe be joe uh let's uh dovetail on uh, yesterday's 
developments. Uh, Joe, moments into the Tuesday 825 program, you made the observation that Mysterians want to abandon all law enforcement. But please understand, the short-term goal is to eliminate law enforcement as we know it now. Once that has been accomplished and total mayhem ensues, their long-term goal is to save us by imposing their own version of law enforcement. And that will mean the total subjugation of the populace, including Orwellian thought control and Maoist re-education for those of us who resist. Call me a conspiracy theorist. Okay, I'm going to call you a conspiracy theorist. But anyone who knows something about history also knows that it's not just a theory. This has been the game plan of Marxists and National Socialists for the last century. Good luck to us all, Bill. And I uh, also want to read Scott from Invergrove, who's always pushing back. Uh, Hail the flashlight king. Hail Hail you. you. Your deep thoughts from yesterday's podcast hit the nail on the head. (laughs) The police are under attack by the left as they seek to eliminate law and order under the guise of peaceful protesting, and their belief is that all cops are bad. I have the highest respect for anybody who puts on a police uniform. Heck, they make peanuts compared with other vocations, but have some of the highest on-the-job stress levels in the country. Several years ago, a fellow Rotarian, who was also a long-standing police chief in a south metro suburb, signed me up for their department's Citizens Academy. Over the nine-week course, we learned about every aspect of being a police officer, and I left the course with a deep gratitude and respect for what these officers do day in and day out. One night, we went to a parking lot and drove a squad car to pulling over a vehicle driven by an officer. Joe, I couldn't believe how nerve-wracking it was to walk up to a driver that you couldn't see or had any idea what they might have in the car. Let me reread that paragraph because it didn't make sense. One night, we went to a parking lot uh, and drove a squad car Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, to pulling mm -hmm. over a vehicle Mm -hmm. driven by an officer. I'm very puzzled by that paragraph. Hello? Another night, we went to a shooting range to learn about the use of deadly force. We were put into a 360-degree video simulator with an airsoft pistol. Each participant was given three interactive scenarios that required each participant to act as if they were the officer responding, having to decide whether deadly force was warranted or not. One of the scenarios was entering a school where there was an active shooter loose. The video screen realistically meandered each of us through the school while all the kids were popping out of doors and running while we searched for the bad guy. As it turns out, I did shoot the bad guy, but not before killing an innocent student by mistake. As I walked out of the simulator, I was both physically and mentally exhausted. One of the officers remarked, now would you like to uh, do that in real time with real bullets? As a GLer who walks and talks ethical and moral values, I make it a point to thank every police officer I see for the job they do. Today I ask that all of my fellow GLers start doing the same and that we stop jumping to conclusions when we see a video providing no context or storyline. It is my belief that the vast majority of those who put on a uniform are good, decent people who risk their lives to protect us every day. Sadly, they're firmly in the crosshairs of the leftist movement who wish to vilify and destroy them. If we don't start backing them up with our voices and our actions, we are all going to be in a huge world of hurt as total anarchy will rain down upon all of us. Never afraid and always pushing back, Scott from Inver Grove. Uh, let, me, let me comment on what, what he's saying in uh, the previous emailer. Uh, the very uh, words mean something. And right. the, wor- the words of the city council members of Minneapolis, for example, after the death of George Floyd, uh, were, were phrases like uh, community safety, uh, peace patrols. Uh, they came up with many, many euphemisms for what we have traditionally and conventionally known as 
a police department, which by the city's charter, its constitution, <coughs> excuse me, perfect deal. <coughs> oh, it hurts to cough. Uh, the city's charter, which is the city's constitution, uh, the city is bound to provide a police department, and that city charter commission has 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 affirmed that. Uh, uh, let me. Uh, no, I thought I had to continue. I do have to continue coughing. Just a minute. Okay. Well, let's just uh, pull him down a little bit, Kenny. And uh, are we uh, worried about the mayor at this point? Well, we've always had cough? concerns, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I, I pulled a muscle in my chest, and it hurts to cough. Oh. Okay. <coughs> oh God, does it hurt? Oh. Okay. You okay, boss? No, and you it hurts assured that. us off the air. This is not heart related. No, I can touch my related. pectoral area and make it hurt. Okay. Plus, I have no okay. breath problems, Kenny. I can take a nice deep breath, except that it hurts too. I don't know what the hell happened. Sometimes you can hurt yourself sleeping. Well, Where I would advise I? you to not go to the doctor. That's my yeah, advice right. to you. Just yeah. tough it out. Right. Be a man. Rub a little oh. dirt on it. Well, what the hell could they do? I mean, it's I can. It's muscular. I can feel it. I can touch it and make it hurt. It's muscular. You got Not the COVID? Dampen. You think it's the no, COVID? I don't think it's the COVID. Right. I don't think it's the COVID. Uh, Where was I? Well, let's say that the mystery prevails and police departments are literally disbanded throughout the United States, which is their goal of the true radical Mysterians. That is their goal. The mayhem will ensue. Uh, anarchy w will ensue, and something will have to be done. And, and the great question of the mystery is, what exactly will be done? What exactly? The, uh, the reinstitution of police departments? Uh, some other kind of uh, militaristic force? Uh, yeah, what one, B. Yeah, what, B. Yeah, B. What what yeah. will happen? Because something will have to happen. Other or 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 you have a country that just shoots itself to death and quite literally commits suicide. No, ideologically, I, I, yeah. right now this country is trying to commit suicide. Ideologically, it yeah. could get to the point where it literally is by death, shooting yeah. everybody on the streets. Look what's happening in Kenosha. That if you, you anyone can go to the interwebs now and look at the video of what took place there last night, listener with Tom, people shooting each other on the street. Listener Tom sent me a video that I watched this morning, and I, I I'll admit I I was rattled, man. That that yeah, that it's was... effed up, man. It, it's a it's it's a mess, and I wasn't joking, Joe. It is B because you're you're right. What's going to happen there is things are going to get so bad that the military is going to have to be called in to all these major cities, and it's going to be military rule until police departments can be reestablished. And that's going to take a long time. But that's, but that's suggesting that the mystery would acquiesce again to authority, and it's well, authority. They're not going to have any choice. They're well, I guess not, to, Joe. But it's authority. That the that the mystery wishes to dismantle. It's the very concept of you know this uh, when we all say when we see some incidents of of police violence or presumed violence, we always say, well, why didn't the guy just obey the police orders to stop? Right. Yeah, it's we'll our knee jerk that. response everywhere in the country. People say that. Yep. You know what? That's not even part of the equation anymore no, in the mystery. Right. The mystery believes he shouldn't have to stop. And Kenny, the, last the mystery believes the mystery believes. That the that as a culture we should accommodate uh, the idea that there is no such thing as criminal behavior. Mm -hmm. 
And because that's founded on the basis of white patriarchal society. That's founded on the basis of the founding fathers whom the mystery has decided to uh, believe created the country on a false premise, which was its whiteness, which is nonsense, but that's what they believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, Kenny, but wasn't the National Guard on the grounds in Kenosha yesterday, last night? I don't know, but the irony of the protesters screaming for the police last night when they were just oh, protesting right. uh, against them was just so ironic. It, it was painful, it, you know, not funny at all, but that's what they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when, uh, when the one person in the video I watched was shot, that's what, call 911. Well, well, well <laughs> okay. They're, here, they're already here. You know. Don't you feel that, uh, I sometimes feel that we're, we're just in the calm uh, uh, of the eye of a storm. Oh, don't even say that. Here. Oh. No, I mean here. Oh, in the Twin uh, Cities. Yeah. That, that, that uh, the summer's been reasonably peaceful with the exception of the last week of May and the first couple of weeks in June. Are and you things, kidding? Uh, no, I, I disagree with that. No. What I, am I, I missing? The, whole, the protests whole. the other night downtown? No, uh, the, all the violence and the criminality sure. and oh, the, yeah, the carjackings and the yes, murders yes. and the killing and I, the senseless beating of old people. I mean the mass gatherings in the streets yeah, to destroy okay. buildings. Yeah. That's what right. I'm referring to. Well, you saw the news relating to George Floyd yesterday that came out, correct? I'm sure I did, but remind me. Uh, the fact that, I, was it the medical examiner determined that he had a, a lethal oh. amount of fentanyl in his system at his time of death? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, When's that trial? Well, it's not until March. Okay. Just be prepared, Twin Cities. <laughs> well, boy. We all know what's, what's, what this is leading up to. Uh, uh, well, as I say, I, I, it almost feels to me like we're, we're just in a, in a calm between storms right now. Because there will yeah, be one well, November 3rd, 4th, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then there'll be another one March, whatever that trial date is. Yeah. Whoever wins the election really needs to win by a lot of votes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If Biden wins by whatever number of votes, uh, Trump will drag this out. And vice versa. And vice versa. So... So what you're saying is if we have the same uh, results that we did the last time, that close between... Hillary and Donald, it'll be in the courts for... It'll never end. It'll never end. It'll never end, which would just be a a crying shame. Uh, Hold on one second. Yeah. Because of coronavirus, you are going to be quarantined, but you have a choice. Do you, A, quarantine with your wife and child, or B... B. Because it was brought up. Anytime we have the excuse to play that somebody. <laughs> Quarantine. I, you know what, Joe? Even if one side wins in a landslide victory, there's still going to be violence. Uh, well, and and I'm guessing I'm guessing that there will be more violence if President Trump wins. Mm-hmm. Well, but what the landslide victory could prevent is uh, charges of uh, voter fraud. What the landslide victory could prevent is just the electoral process itself from being dragged through the, the courts. I want to believe you, Joe, but let's say let's say yeah, Trump like wins in a too. landslide. They're going to yeah. go right to the USPS and the balloting yep. and all that, yep. cra- the yep. mail-in voting. Yep. They're going to go right to yep. that. Yep. We're, this, we're, we're setting up here for the perfect storm. Mm. 
Well, you're probably right. During quarantine, uh, B. I haven't. B. Well, but, 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 uh, stop it, oh, don't make me laugh. I'm Ouch. sorry. Stop I'm it. sorry. Uh, it hasn't stopped me from riding my scooter around town. My preferred means or mode of urban transportation is my Yamaha S-Max. Uh, they have them at EcoFun. They have a full line of Yamaha products at EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. Not only the scooters, which turn every errand into a wonderful adventure, they have the Bintelli e-bikes. They're nationally recognized experts on the use of that five levels of electric assist. And uh, you won't leave there with the wrong bike. They'll get you on the right e-bike that'll give you the most enjoyment as you continue to pedal away your stresses and anxieties during the worldwide pandemic. And a lot of bike riding time left, and they'll take care of you in grand style at EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61. Helmets, apparel, Great lineup of youth recreational equipment. Great service system. Tim sends a truck through town, picks up what you need service, takes it out to Forest Lake, it runs through the shop, and it comes back to you. It's a really nifty way to do business. And because we own Highway 61, they're right there on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. You can see the lake from their building. Right there. you got to walk around the side, Mm -hmm. you know, and look that way, look east, and there's the lake. But that's how close they are to right to downtown Forest Lake. It's EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in Forest Lake. University of Garage Logic 98, College of Self-Esteem, Zip, Nada, Nothing. Here's Joe Souchere. Here's Joe Souchere. Actually, it's Chris Reavers for Harmony Spirits. And check out their Twitter account, at Harmony Spirits on Twitter. And there, you can sign up to enter a chance to win one of Harmony Spirits' bottles of your choice. We're gonna, they're going to select winners every single month throughout the rest of the year. All you have to do is sign up for their newsletter. It's that easy. Such, it's going to be what? Or low to mid-90s today? Yes, sir. What are you going to go with? Uh, maybe a bourbon, whiskey, and a little ginger ale with a couple of cubes on a nice hot summer August night? Sounds good to me. Uh, Kenny, you'll probably rock, what, the gin or the uh, or the rum tonight? Uh, I would oh, rum over gin. Okay. I, I can't do gin. But I rum, can't drink mm, gin. Good stuff. Also, mm, thanks to Matt for the great tweet about his visit to Harmony Spirits, by the way. Check out their beautiful tasting room right in the heart of downtown Harmony, Minnesota. A local handcrafted spirits tasting room. Their, their drinks are phenomenal. Check them out online, please, when you place your order. And go to your local liquor store. Ask for them by name and let them know that you heard about it right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Well, you're reminding me of something. Talk the, to me. The, the oldest kid I used to have has become a rum aficionado. <gasps> and he, I should get him a bottle of the Harmony stuff. Absolutely. As a gift. I'll arrange that. Uh, and, you know, he's not buying the $3 stuff. He's, no. Uh, he's, he's really into some exotic rums. He really has become uh, Noted. Uh, a rum uh, a rum fan. So when he calls, do you address him as, hey, rummy? Hi, rumhead. <laughs> How does he like it? Does he just like it straight, or does he like a little tonic? What's, what's straight. he drink? Just straight. straight. Okay. Yeah. And often without a cube. Really? Yeah. I got to have a cube. I can't drink warm yeah. liquid. There's something against it that I just don't, I I don't enjoy. Do you recall that uh, when we were uh, trying to get to the bottom of, of the consequences of discipline in the Minneapolis Police Department, the Federation had Bob Kroll, uh, would uh, occasionally would tell us last Friday, uh, many, many complaints against police officers do not rise above the level of coaching. You recall him saying that? I do that? remember that, yes. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not buying that entirely. I think we tried to point that out. But we learned today 
that some changes could become, you know, coaching is a, is a euphemism that can cover a lot of things. If you just want to merely pass something off as, oh, well, we coached him about that, or we coached her about that. Yeah, but what? And then he would say, oh, maybe it was a language issue or a, a vehicle issue. Okay, but the point is we don't know. The public doesn't know. And uh, what we're learning now is some changes could be coming to what the public is able to view related to police misconduct allegations. Community members laid out a proposal Tuesday that could mean more MPD officer misconduct complaints would be available to the public. During a meeting of civilian commissioners who oversee Minneapolis police policy and conduct, members discussed coaching in the department. We've just been doing it wrong. We need to fix it, said Abigail Sarah, commissioner of the Minneapolis Police Conduct Oversight Commission. Man, we have really learned there's a lot of... Uh, extenuating commissions around this, isn't there? I mean, didn't Kroll say he's working with five different other bodies and he's just one voice? And uh, Sarah said she started digging into the term coaching, used for some officers with a low level of misdemeanor like speeding or foul language. I was trying to figure out what it means, what it is, and I couldn't get a straight definition or a straight answer. I felt that we didn't either on Friday. Sarah discovered the department's policy and procedural manual says coaching is discipline and therefore should be available as public data. Right now, as we sit here, MPD uh, operates under the thinking that coaching is not discipline, but under its own procedures, it is discipline. And so right now, any complaint that results in coaching is being designated as private data and it's not being disclosed. Uh, I'm a big fan of the coppers, and I'm a big fan of not getting rid of police anywhere in the country. But I'm also a fan of this reasonable uh, public access to what constitutes coaching. There's nothing, uh, there's nothing the police department should be afraid of if they think coaching doesn't, uh, uh, if, if they think coaching only applies to what they consider very low-level misbehaviors. Then what? Are, why can't we see that? Mm. Uh, MPD said. Uh, Uh, The purpose of coaching is for minor policy violations and to correct behavior in an informal, non-disciplinary manner. Sarah says she's not advocating for a change in policy, but rather uh, what's in place to be made clearer. I'm with her. Can we please make that clear? It should be an easy thing, particularly this moment in history when the city is committed to changing policing, changing public safety, and reimagining what that looks like, she said. We're we're not going with your reimagining, Sarah. An amended version of the proposal now moves forward to the full Police Conduct Oversight Committee. If it's eventually passed, the recommended proposal would go to the city. Uh, I think that's just a, a long way for me to say I think that sounds entirely reasonable. Don't you guys? Yeah. I do. Yeah, I do. entirely reasonable. Yeah. Uh, you know, if it turns out that uh, uh, coaching has been applied to uh, behaviors that the public might agree uh, deserve something more than coaching, I think we should know that. I think we should know that. Many of Chauvin's complaints, remember, Kroll said, uh, were just merely coaching situations. Well, okay. We need to know what that meant. We need to know what that meant. Uh, Joe, uh, I'm way behind listening to GL, so you may have already uh, talked about this. Mark Surtich, 99 years old and considered the oldest hockey player in the world, oh, died. this is a great story. Oh, yep. He that. lived in yeah. West Duluth, just a few blocks from me. I don't know Mark, but the last time I saw him, he was mowing his yard. Uh, I read his obit today, uh, Mark Surtich. Uh, uh, he's in the Guinness Book of World Records as the oldest hockey player in the is world. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, cool. 
Uh, he was a very active uh, soldier in World War II, raised seven kids, and lived uh, lived fully independently till the day he died. And cut his own grass, did his own driving. Didn't believe in uh, didn't believe in medical care uh, to the extent where every time he got injured playing hockey, uh, even losing teeth or whatever, he just took care of it himself. Sounds like a guy I know. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. Just took care of it himself. Shoves a chunk of wood in his mouth and calls it good enough. <laughs> well, God bless uh, Sertich, ninety-nine. He's old. even got a hockey name. I love that yeah. Sertich. Wait, isn't there? Aren't there a number of hockey players? Sertich crossing the blue line yeah. in the circle. Shoots, he scores. <laughs> oh, there are dozens of. From the book, Garage Logic, a companion guide to life in the radio town. I thought we would uh, visit the cylinder index for nuance. The cylinder index is defined as follows. A tabulation of owned cylinders. The number should equal or exceed your age. The cylinder index is the cornerstone of garage logic. Nothing distinguishes a garage logician from all others so much as the care and appreciation of the internal combustion engine. In fact, it seems axiomatic to us that those who most disdain the automobile and warn against its global harms are the least likely to maintain their automobiles so that they might do the least harm. Isn't that the truth? Mm-hmm. You ever notice that with all these cars with Bernie Sanders stickers on it? They're <laughs> crap cans. They're smoking out of the exhaust pipe. They're run down. They're not taken care of. I saw one the other day coming to work that uh, was the beat-up Prius with all the stickers that you would find on the back. And the uh, the gas flap open and the gas <laughs> yeah. cap hanging out of the side. That's Dangling. a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, as I pass them, I always just mutter, nice commie car, pal. <laughs> <laughs> to arrive at your index, you count your cylinders, dead or alive. A stuck one-lung lawnmower engine on a shelf counts as one, just as the purring cylinders in a new Mustang, Mustang GT count for eight. In 1995, a fellow named Paul Schlick brought the index to the intention of garage logicians. He suggested the calculation as a means of irritating the officials of the Environmental Protection Agency. Others believe the cylinder index was a response to the clear demonization of the SUV, and still others believe the CI is an acceptable way for garage logicians to embrace a garage version of self-worth without the hugging and chanting and awarding of ribbons that often accompanies activities of self worth in some of the other towns around us. Any reason will do, they're all good enough. It's a virtually a rite of spring in Washington, D.C. to have some EPA underling stage a photo opportunity in which he attempts to start a lawnmower while also insisting that just one lawnmower will produce approximately 17 tons of pollutants. We've done the math. Not possible. And it certainly is evident that news-gathering institutions generally have demonized SUVs, if not the internal combustion engine, with the exception of automobile reviews, which newspapers still paradoxically feature. They don't anymore, but this book came out in 2010. Most stories refer to SUVs and cars as belching, guzzling, and spewing. It stood to reason that the CI had to develop among people who were neither ashamed nor frightened to celebrate engines that run on gasoline. If new kinds of hybrid energies come along, especially new kinds of energies that allow us to never buy another drop of oil from the Middle East, great, garage logicians are all for it. In the meantime, the internal combustion engine continues to provide us our greatest means of choice, freedom, accessibility, and movement. And this goes on. This is a chapter uh, in the book. Uh, and it's a, a very good breakdown of why we uh, appreciate 
these cylinders. Need a couple of clarifications from you, Mr. Mayor. Number yeah. one, um, cylinders you own but not in your possession, are they still considered your cylinders? I'm sending a couple of cylinders to a museum in Eagle River, and it's going to sit there for a year. Is that okay? Yes. Still mine? Yes. Number two, cylinders that I've purchased with my money but now uh, are in the possession of, say, my son in the form of his motorcycle or dirt bike. Are they my cylinders or his cylinders? Would he have a title to those cylinders? I I believe the titles are probably in my name. But he is the sole user of those cylinders. Well, but you're providing a wrinkle here. You're providing a disturbance. If you continue to own the titles, I I am wont to say that they're still your cylinders. But if he has complete ownership of them and he eventually gets around to titling them in his name, they're no longer yours. Wait a minute. Okay, Okay, maybe what I actually... Go ahead, Chris. I was just going to say, you know what you're introducing then. Now you're going to be able to have Royce claim, I've bought... 15 lawnmowers in the last 10 years and they're all over the metro because he keeps giving them away trust me he has no interest in the cylinder index okay that will not be a problem maybe the next question is more of a question about i need advice from one dad to another uh he he assumes that these uh it's a triple i believe his sled's a triple he assumes these uh, tr- these cylinders are his, and if he wants to sell these cylinders, Ooh. he gets the money. Where do you stand? Well, again, it's a question of titling. Uh, he can't legally sell okay. without okay. If, if, the, if that device is still under your name. Okay, let's let's put it in your world. You recently gave a boat oh. to your rummy son. Oh, right. What if what if said son decides this thing's a crap can? It's going down the road. What happens then? Does he cash the check or do you cash he, the check? He does because complete ownership was given to him, including an ex- uh, me signing over the title to both the boat and the trailer. It's his boat. He's now responsible for all the ancillary developments he's got to do the maintenance he has his own insurance he has his own storage he has his own uh, docking Uh, that's all his problem so whatever he in fact he can now count six more to his cylinder index you know despite what we say about you you're a good guy oh yeah well well, he just was tired of wanting to deal with it anymore (laughs) well it was he he either was going to take it or, or these kids would have acquiesced and allowed me to finally sell it like they deprived me of doing in the spring. When I had the damn check in my hand, practically. <laughs> no, 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 you not took, so fast. You took the loss just to get it out of your driveway. <laughs> I just didn't want it around here anymore. <laughs> and he's having a barrel of fun with it with his little guys. That's good. The other day, they went 22 miles. They did the entire length of the Fox River, including putting themselves through a lock and dam. No. Oh, yeah. neat. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you about this kid. I don't know how serious he is. I think he's pretty serious. He wants to do something called the loop. Are you guys aware of what the loop is? No. There's a collection of boaters in North America uh, who kind of belong to this club, however informally or formally. I believe there's a formal actual club and what they do is they can they can go from florida uh through the intercoastal all the way up through the the rideau canal in canada emerge in uh 
on uh, uh, what would that be? That would be Huron and Michigan, and work their way over to Lake Superior, and then back down the river all the way back to uh, uh, New Orleans, and then across to where they started in Florida. It's called the Loop. It's all uh, intercoastal? He's not out on the ocean? Would not be out on the ocean. Oh. Although uh, there would be portions, it would seem to me, where you'd have to be on the ocean. If you emerged... There's no intercoastal that I'm aware of in in Mississippi and Louisiana, for example, and I don't know the extent of the intercoastal as it might extend west in the Florida Panhandle. So it seems to me there would be some uh, uh, trailering. Uh, no, some Gulf travel would seem to me to be, but the uh, the route would take it take you through the Muskoka Lakes area in Canada, you know the uh, the St. Lawrence Seaway, uh, the Rideau Canal. Oh, this uh, has got to be a two-month trip, though. Oh, people do it in segments. People do it in segments. Uh, you know, maybe on year one, they might devote a month to it and see where they would get, or maybe even two weeks to oh, it. But specialized, uh, there are specialized boats that, that are used. They have to be, you know, you got to make certain you get under all the bridges and and you got to have the latest in technology, and uh, it just sounds fascinating. Uh, but he's away from that. I mean, he's got a very young family. Uh, but in, and I won't. I probably won't make it. He said, "Well, if you're still around, we'll let you ride a day." <laughs> he might let me ride a day, but but you know, put your orange life vest on, pick you up right somewhere, and tie you to the deck so you don't yeah. roll off. Right. Life vest on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Such, this reminds me. What about our GLer buddy who's on the pontoon going down the Mississippi? Oh, we got to check in with updates? him. We got to check in with him this week, I believe. Uh, yeah, I've seen a picture of the of the craft. He's got to be south of Iowa by now. No, I don't he? think oh, he hasn't left. Yet. I don't think he's launched yet. That was when we were going to check in with him again, and I believe he's launching uh, later this week. I believe. Oh, you better get on it. Uh, That's a ding ding. Vessel he's got. Yeah, I'm well, that's the whole intention. Him. Is he didn't want it? It's not supposed to be powered by motor. Well, I got news for him. Right, it has a motor, and he's going to need it more often than not. I just yeah. looked up the Fox River. By the way, you realize this thing is 202 miles long. Yep. Wow. Remember the bump we used to have the Fox River by the Waco brothers? Oh yeah. Ba da 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 da. Uh, I sent him a copy of that and said, this has got to be your new theme song. There you go. Got to be your new theme song. Uh, Boy, that would be a ball. That'd yeah. be fun. Yeah. Just a minute. I'm typing something here. I, I hear that. Yeah. I don't think my pontoon, Cirrhosis of the River, is up for the challenge. Not a chance. A 35 horse Johnson on it or Evan Rude, whatever the hell it is. Uh, I don't know, man. And no chairs. <laughs> Where do we sit? We don't. Plenty of room to set up a tent. <laughs> you sit on the floor or you stand up. <laughs> I'm looking Did at pictures right guy? now. Oh. No, I'm looking oh. at, at pictures of this uh, this terrible uh, vessel uh, that... Uh, that uh, Eric, it's for Spare Key. It's yes. based in St. Paul. It's a great, great uh, fund. Uh, it's Eric Mishy who wants to pilot this ding ding thing down the Mississippi. And God bless him. Uh, we should be checking in with him again because uh, during his voyage, we want to be checking in with him once a week. And his whole goal is to raise money, right? 
Yeah, he founded this nonprofit Spare Key at AIDS Families in a well, Medical Crisis by connecting them with donors who want to help alleviate their financial stress. Does he have a goal in mind? For, because I'm, for I'm an amount raised? Here. Yeah. An amount raised? Yeah. I, I suspect, no, I suspect his answer will be as much as I can possibly get. Yeah, because because well, here, of the pandemic, a lot of these charities are, are really hurting because there's just not a lot of disposable income from people. Well, GL, GL has, to, uh, has to sponsor him. GL has to come up with an amount that's, per mile, don't we? That Well, this is my idea, Such, and we've learned this since sending people to the Reverend Timothy Christopher, mm-hmm. that GLers come through in droves. Oh, yeah. Can we possibly raise enough money before he leaves to convince him not to, to not go. leave. <laughs> yes, to please stay. Yeah. I mean, go down to Iowa and pull that piece of crap out of the river and come back home. Can we possibly do that? Is That's a good a thought. You know what? It would be saving his life. Yes, yes. I don't like his chances against barge traffic, for example. No. no. I mean, this thing is dang bleeping ding. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I love it's it. It's worse than mine was before I rebuilt it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, more power to him. It's fun. And maybe the ding-ding part is what's getting him the attention. I think that that is exactly what's yeah. getting him the attention. I mean, Huck Finn had better stuff than this. Yeah. yeah. He had logs strapped together yeah, with at least, hemp yeah. rope. Yeah. <laughs> he had a guy with him named Jim who knew what he was doing. You know. Yeah, yeah Jim. Jim. You know, he needs a little care package. Don't you think we could send him a little care package with some of the goods we supply on Garage Logic? Well, uh, how could he possibly take Grunhoffers with him? He'd need to keep the stuff refrigerated. Sure. There's, you put there's it no in a re- fish basket and you throw it in the river. There you go. No, he'd have to have a cooler with ice so he could have meatloaf and brats from Grunhoffers or uh, go to shore and whip out a grill and cook a tomahawk steak uh, from Grunhoffers Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. It's right on Highway 61. We own 61. Right at the north end of Hugo, just eat on the east side of 61, is Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. We gotta, we gotta ask Eric during our next visit. Does he have the means to bring food with him, or does he intend to to eat on the run? Sure. Well, you can't really pull it up to a drive-through. You know, I think that he's probably gonna have to plan that in advance. I would think. Well, because uh, we GLers, at the very least, will certainly. Uh, stock him up with a great care package of brats, steaks, burgers, and sliders from Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. Uh, Kenny, you got any money for that? Uh, uh, I, I will when I sell my house. All right. <laughs> Only because they come to us all the way from Mumbai, India, from our friend Tom Lyman. It's on this date in Minnesota history, August 26th. On this day in 1848, the Stillwater Convention petitions Congress to establish the territory of Minnesota. Wisconsin's recent admission into the Union meant that settlers in the area between the Mississippi and St. Croix rivers were, were, were without a government. Minnesota territory would be officially recognized on March 3, 1849. Uh, in 2000, on this day, on Women's Equality Day, the Minnesota Women's Suffrage Memorial is dedicated at the state capitol called the Garden of Time, Landscape of Change. The memorial is planted with native grasses and flowers and features a 100-foot trellis imprinted with the names of important suffrage leaders in the state's history. Huh. And a reminder, uh, we, are, we have uh, ever since a, a legislative candidate named John Thompson went nuts in Hugo a couple Saturdays ago and threatened to burn it down. 
we have been keenly interested in exploring that legislative race. Uh, House District 67A represents much of the east side of St. Paul, the Lake Phelan area. And the Republican uh, candidate for that House seat is John Strominger. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten to know uh, Pam Tollefson, his campaign uh, people. And John will join us on the Positive Thursday podcast. Nice. I have yet to talk to John. I'm I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm hoping to discover great things because if there was ever a time an urban Republican could win a legislative House seat, it would be now by merely pointing out the behavior of John Thompson and possibly his past record. Boy, that yeah. makes it, if yeah. people's eyes haven't been opened, then I don't know what will open. He is an eyes. undeserving candidate and does not I've deserve one, to be on the ballot. I've got one question for. Uh, Strominger, and uh, I want you. I want you to allow me the time to ask it, and I'll tell you what it is right now. I want to know where you get one of those cell phone holsters for your belt. Yeah, because I think I've reached the, <laughs> the age where I can start wearing my cell phone on the belt. How old do you uh, gotta be before you start wearing your phone on the belt? <laughs> right. Yeah. And before we go here, Such, I know you don't like this, but I'm going to do it to you anyway. I'm going to assign you uh, some homework. Only the homework isn't due tomorrow. The homework is uh, due right away. I want you to pay attention. Mm -hmm. As we learned yesterday, sometimes your mind seems to roam when the lot of us are talking about our clients and the people we do business with. And and you'll you'll do one of these deals. You'll go, <sighs> or thirty seconds will pass, and you'll to you it seems like two minutes. So I'm going to quiz you when mm -hmm. I'm done talking about aim high here. Okay, so yep. pay attention. Yep. Demand is up, supply is down, prices are fluctuating. Keep that in mind when you schedule a project with Chris Miller and AimHighConstructionMN.com. As I've learned from talking to Chris and shopping myself at big box stores and lumber yards, uh, it might be a while. Are you with me? I am. Okay, it might be a while before you get a certain item or prices might be hard to nail down due to the high demand and lower output. When you sign up with Aim High, you're getting the best quality material there is and it's installed by highly skilled seasoned vets. Like everyone in the trade uh, trades, the Aim High guy's very busy right now. But like I've been saying, worth the wait. Log on to Aim High Construction MN.com. Get a hold of Chris or Keith. Get on the schedule. When's the Aim test High part? AmHighConstructionMN.com. <laughs> what have you learned? There are four possible answers. What have you learned? Reavers, you're involved here too. All right. Well, what, I, what I've learned is that certain, uh, they can arrange to complete certain projects, but because of the popularity of Aim High, they have, they're pretty backlogged on some major projects, and what you might want to do is uh, uh, check out their work for yourself to find out or to prove to yourself they'll be worth waiting for. My God, not only do you get a happy face, yeah. you get four gold stars. What oh, I yeah. wrote down for answers are prices are crazy, materials are sometimes hard to find, Aim High Construction MN uses the best materials, these guys are the best, and it might take a while to get to your project, but it's worth the wait. Joe, you get an A+. Plus. And I just got my estimate from Chris on a project I have in mind, and I think I'm going to please him by saying that project is going to be delayed until spring. Because I don't think please, it needs to get done. And I'm going to please Chris by t giving him the CP's phone number. No, so no, he no, 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 no. B. B. And by the way, uh, in honor of our guy, the rookie, Kenny, to answer your question, I wrote down Top Hat. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. Right. <laughs> All right. Good job. Wait a minute. Joe. Wait a minute. Yes, sir. Yo, Joe. I was intrigued by the conversation and the reasoning for no hats indoors as I am in my late 30s and also missed this lesson. Maybe Kenny is correct, as much as that might hurt to say, that it is the new norm to keep a hat on indoors. For me personally, I never never feel right wearing a hat at the dinner table, so that must have been instilled in me at some point. Also, I don't even bother bringing a hat to church, even now when I go to our outdoor services where I play guitar for the worship band. I think some etiquette still stands uh, in this, but maybe you could find... Uh, maybe you could ease up on us young'uns. Good luck, Tyler Morehouse in Moorhead. What say you, Joe? Huh? No, the hell with you. Don't wear your head indoors. <laughs> Come on! No, 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 no. Even yeah. at an outdoor service, he's not allowed to wear the hat? Absolutely not. It's a church service. Gotcha. All right. And he's probably under a canopy, to uh, which to me would construct a roof, meaning he's indoors. Yeah, you wouldn't let... We did a live broadcast at uh, our guys at uh, Town Hall, and we were outside... Somewhat. Mm-hmm. And you still wouldn't let me wear my ball cap. Yeah, well, you're you a better make, man for it. You're a better right. man Wait, for it. Make one amendment for us, and I think you'll agree to this. It's okay to wear our hats in the shop or the garage. Oh, absolutely. I'll go for that. Okay, thank you. I'll thank go you. for that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I'd wear one in your shop just to keep all the crap from falling on my head. <laughs> Spiders. Good advice. Bugs. Good advice. Right. Cobwebs. Yeah. yeah. Metal shavings <laughs> flying around. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there is a no barefoot rule in my shop. Oh, I would, you'd be, you'd be crazy shoes. to be barefoot in a metal shop, for God's sake. Yep. Yep. All right, GLers, John Strominger tomorrow. We'll learn more about this race against John Thompson in Legislative District 67A. Should be interesting. And really quick, go to... And gr- I hope Marjorie, by the way, but yes. I, I gave that to Rookie. Will he come through? I think he oh. will. I think oh, he absolutely Chris, will. Uh, Talk about that Whitlock thing quick before oh, you hit the music. Uh, yes, I mentioned the Jason Whitlock piece where um, he was um, very vocal about his displeasure for the stance taken by LeBron James. I will post that article because I sent it to both Kenny and Joe. I'll post that article both with the post today on garagelogic.com and also put it up on the GL Facebook page if people would like to read it because I love. I think Whitlock's one of the best sports writers in the country right now. Fascinating. And he is not afraid to go after the big hitters, that's for and, sure. And he can't. I, I can't write what he wrote. Exactly. That's exactly Because I'm right. white and Jason's black. Right. I can't write. And he'll, he'll get grief for it. Oh, he will. He will. Yeah. But he, but he's not afraid to take this stance. He's done it before, but and his writing is really good. Yep. Uh, go to garagelogic.com. Check out the GL store. I know people are missing the State Fair this year. So what we've done is we've made our State Fair t-shirts available right now for a limited time only. The pushback shirt, the GL shirt, and the good luck shirt, all available online right now. Just go to GL shop online at garagelogic.com. Dot com And also, don't forget to download PodMN. PodMN is the only <laughs> podcast app that's made for Minnesota. And we want to thank all of you GLers that have already made the switch. 60,000 hours of GL have already been downloaded through PodMN. And when you listen on the app, you can win prizes, including garage logic merchandise and do us a favor give pod mn a great review in the apple and google app stores and give us a follow on facebook instagram and twitter for daily recommendations on other great local podcasts pod mn listen local we'll catch you tomorrow on the garage logic podcast Bruh. go to the doctor joe james <laughs>